is what we believe as believers. We believe that is the name that we are called by. Amen. And it is in his name that the Gentiles shall trust. And we believe that there's power, wonder-working power in the name of Jesus. Amen. We just love the Lord of all our hearts. Good to be back in the house of the Lord, fighting a battle one more time. And we are here reporting for duty this evening. And so we're, we're going to take this, this thought and continue with God is with us. And so where's the cat? So, <laughs> so, amen. God is with us and we will see miracles. Amen. This is the time like never before, the grandest of all ages, the darkest of all ages. But we're called here to win this battle. Amen, and we will win. Amen. God bless you if you have your Bibles this evening. Look over in the book of Matthew chapter 1 and verse 23 and then down to Hebrew chapter 1 and verse 1. Amen. Appreciated every song this evening. Amen. live in a world where everybody wants to talk about everything else but God. They want to kick God out of the kick God out of the school systems, kick God out of prayer, kick God out of their home. But I, I like talking about God. It's my favorite thing to do. If you're around me very much, you'll know where I'm going to lead in, in my conversations. And so I don't know how long the Lord will leave us on this thought, but However long he does, I hope you don't mind me talking about the God that I serve. I don't know too much about the gods of the worlds, but I do know about this God. The God that wrote that Bible, the God that changed my life. That's the God I want to tell you about. Amen. Matthew chapter 1 and verse 23. Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son. And they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Amen. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1. Say amen when you have it this evening. Amen. God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in times past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself, by himself, by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. How many hairs of need that you'd like to take before the Father this evening? Amen. Let's just bow our hearts before him. Heavenly Father, we come to you in the most precious name that there is, the name of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ, the God that is our strong tower. And you are our refuge, Lord. You are our peace. And Lord, it is our privilege, Lord, that we could just gather around the table, as it were, this evening and just to be able to feast upon the fresh manna. 
Lord, there's certain things in our life. We, we've known scriptures. We've read over quotes. And we've had things, Lord, that, that have ministered to our lives. But, Lord, we need a fresh word from you today, Lord. And Lord, not that, not that the word that we have had is, is, is not necessarily, it, is, it isn't that it doesn't mean something to us. But, Lord, we want something direct from you, Father. For this moment that we're in, Lord, we know that, that all scripture was given by the inspiration of God. But, Lord, we want that we want that scripture, Father. We want that word from you that will that will speak to our life and have such an effect on our life that it'll that it'll change the course of our human abilities and it'll change the way we think and change the way we speak, Father. And Lord, we we know that we're just mortal men, but Father, that's exactly what you chose to preach, Lord, to your to your children. You could have chose the trees or the wind or anything, but you chose you chose men and. Father, we pray that you would take redeemed vessels this evening and speak to redeemed vessels. And we pray that you'd hear through redeemed vessels, oh God. And we pray that you would do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ever ask or think. Lord, according to the power that's working within us, we've asked supernatural things. We've asked for major things. We've asked for things of mighty and stature. But Lord, that scripture says that, that whatsoever things we desire when we pray, we believe that we shall receive them. And Lord, you take, you seem to never let us down, but you always go to the next level. Lord, we can ask something, but you always give something better. And Father, I pray that whatever their hand is up tonight about, I pray that you'd minister to them on that need, upon that situation, that they would hear from you today. One word will change their life. And so we pray, God, that you would come. I know that you're interested in every person here this evening. And I pray that you'd speak to them in such a way that they would say that that was none other than Jesus speaking. We love you, Lord, with all our hearts. We commit our ways unto you and we believe that you'll give us the desires of our heart. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated this evening. The word of God to us is, is such a very precious thing. We don't take it for granted when we flip back the pages of the Bible and begin to read over in the scriptures and we read of these things. We don't take those things for granted. We don't take them very lightly either. But we realize that, that these things are a divine communication to you and I, that these are the divine oracles of God. And we realize that, that the word of God is a power. And we realize that nothing can stop the word of God. And Jesus would say that heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will never pass away. And we realize that the word of God has a force behind it, and, and that force is life. And we realize that this is the living word of God in written form to you and I. And we realize that it is his word that upholds all things, that it bears all things, that it strengthens all things. It, it's his word of power that creates the world that we even live on today. The manifested word of God is, is what we are standing upon. And we must realize that there is such power in the word of God. And there is, there is, there is nothing that can defeat the word of God. The prophet would tell us that the word of God will defeat Satan any time, any place, under any circumstance that 
that the word of God will always prevail. It will always win. And we realize that, that God desired to become human flesh because he had attributes that he wanted to display himself in. He had attributes of faith, Savior and Father and all these things that were in him. So Jehovah became manifested in the flesh. And when he was here on earth, he said he was God. He looked like God. He, he talked like God. He even preached like God. Hallelujah. He healed like God. He rose like God. He ascended like God. He was God. He was God in the flesh. He was, it was God in, God was in his son manifesting himself to his people. And all that was in, all that was in God, he poured into Christ. And all that was in Christ, he, he poured into, into the church. And we see that same God that we read over in the Old Testament. We see him in action in, in the form of his son, the son of God. And when he walked on the shores of Galilee, we watched as God was displayed in human flesh by the name of Jesus. We watched God work. We watched God heal. We watched God deliver. We watch God speak peace to storms. We watch God walk down to the widow of Nain's son that was there and he was dead and, and maybe all hope was gone for her but when he laid his hand on the bear and said bring it near we were not watching a man, we were watching God in a man and when we watched, we watched him as he walked up to the he walked up to the tomb of Lazarus and he was afraid and, and, he, was, and he was sad because his friend had died. Anybody that's got a real friend or you're a real friend to somebody you're going to cry about him and he was a man when he was crying there but we watched more than a man when he said Lazarus come forth and the prophet said that there was so much power in his word that if he wouldn't have named Lazarus by the name it would have caused a general resurrection because there is power in the word of Jesus and we realize that if, if, that if God had so much power in that man and, and we watched God working it was God in flesh but God did not desire for this just to be in one man but he desired for that to be in a many member body called his bride that, that she would do the same works, the same action same life, same power, same manifestations that she would look like him, she would talk like him she would act like him, she would live like him. He did not desire that this just be himself and everybody would come to him but he had a purpose in coming that he could redeem a lost people, that he could bring them to a spot and to a position of who she is and what he had thought of her before the foundation of the world and God intended that that word of power would not only live in him but it would live in human beings just like you and I and we look back over in the book of John chapter 18 and we see that when the Pharisees and the, and, and the chief priests and the band of men came after Jesus that they walked up to Jesus while he was there in the garden and all of his disciples around him and they, they come unto Jesus and Jesus Jesus said whom do you seek and they said Jesus and when Jesus said this there was so much power in his word he said I am he and when he spoke these words the Bible said that the men fell backwards onto the ground there was so much force in his word. It was not It was not the man, it was not the flesh, but it was a God that was behind that word, that I am he, and I want to say this to you, that that same one, the same he that walked on the shores of Galilee is walking in human flesh right here in Elkton, Virginia. There's a people on earth that embody the Holy Ghost, the baptism of God. They embody his spirit, his life. 
Hallelujah. There is power in the spoken word and this I'm not talking about, I'm not just talking about you speaking the word or just speaking what you want to come into existence. But when you take upon speaking what Jesus said, you will watch miracles take place. You will watch phenomena take place. It was the word that knocked the enemy down. And it will be the enemy. It will be, it will be this word that knocks your enemies down in 2020. Hallelujah. This is not only in written form, but in a people. A people that have the same positions, the same potentials, and the same actions, just like Jesus did. We watch and we recall that when, when the prophet went over to Germany by a vision, that there were witch doctors there that were, that were trying to cause a ruckus and trying to destroy the meeting there. And, and the witch doctors, they would take feathers and they were creating and they were chanting enchantments and trying to bring up a storm and, and they were trying to shut down that meeting. And the, and the tent began to breathe like, 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 like it was taken off of the ground and those witch doctors were chanting enchantments trying to stop this. And Brother Branham told the interpreter, he said, now don't you interpret this. He said, you are the Lord, Lord God. You give me a vision and sent me to Germany. These witches has brought up this storm. You're the God of creation. Let it be known that you are God. And all of a sudden, in less than five minutes, the sun was shining right down through there. And right after that, 15,000 Germans came and gave their heart to the Lord Jesus Christ. He's just the same God right now. Hallelujah. This is where we are living at church. That the word is made manifest. Now in 1959, what was the Holy Ghost given for? He said that God poured himself into Christ. Correct, Christ poured himself into church. Therefore, now watch out that day you will know. You will know that I am in the Father and you are in me and I am in you. At that day you'll know it. For it's the whole thing is one plan of redemption coming down that God can come that God coming back to live in and dwell with and commune to his people as he did at the beginning. Now then as soon as he gets his church in speaking conditions, he gets his church to a place that he can flow himself through and love and persuade and fellowship, then they'll come and eat him. When he gets his church on speaking conditions, you know when you and your wife, or maybe she was your girlfriend, you kind of danced around the idea that you were boyfriend and girlfriend, maybe, maybe thought about, maybe thought about becoming a couple. And you didn't necessarily tell everybody everything. You didn't tell her everything. But when she became your wife, you begin to reveal your secrets to her and tell her all those intricate details of your life of how you were made up, all of your financial status. And now God has a people that is in speaking conditions. They know his financial status. They know where he lives at. They know what he stands for. They know what he believes. And what he said is her command and she does it in thus saith the Lord. There's a people that is on the face of the earth. The prophet said that there's been churches, churches, brides, brides, but there's got to come one. I say to you and the rest of the world, she's here. She not only has the mechanics, but she's got the dynamics. Hallelujah. That makes the church live and move in the power of the resurrection of Christ. Hallelujah. 
We're serving a God who is and has and will continue these supernatural acts and works. He made supreme promises and he will have supreme results. This is a year that God is with us as he has been, but this is a year that I have seen that God is with us and we're going to see miracles. But to have miracles, you got to have extreme things, extreme situations, huge obstacles that you can't figure out, that doctors can't figure out, that human beings can't figure out. That's a miracle. When nobody can put their finger on it and make it happen, but a miracle, watch it come into existence in a matter of seconds. There's gotta be huge opposition for a miracle to take place. And we are in the midst of a miracle-making moment. I'm not talking about your flesh. I'm not talking about your sickness. I'm talking about a body change. There's a huge obstacle that is standing between you and I and that rapture and you're getting ready to watch the greatest miracle that's ever hit the face of the earth. You know what? God is good enough that he'll take care of your sickness. He's good enough he'll take care of your desires on earth. But he's got something bigger in store. It's bigger than your sickness. It's bigger than your problem. It's bigger than your trials. You got a body change, church. Don't get your eyes on what's going on right here. Get your eyes on what he said. Behold the hour that you think not the Son of Man's coming. I say, it's just around the corner. Hallelujah. We got to have extreme things, extreme Huge obstacles for miracles to take place. But I have found in life that God works in the impossible. You don't find God working in the possible and making it possible. You find God working in the impossible and making it possible. He fulfilled every seven, he fulfilled all the seven compound names of Jehovah. A Jehovah Shammah. That the Lord is there. He's there with you in your trouble. He's there with you in good times. He's there with you in bad times. He's there when you feel him. He's there when you don't. He's there when you're serving him and he's still there when you won't. He's there when the money's good and he's there when the money ain't there. He's there when you got a Cadillac and he's there when you got a Pinto. He's there when you don't know, you don't have the money to buy new shoes. He's there, he's always there. He's a God that will not leave you. He's a God that will not forsake you. He said, I'll be with you even in you to the end of the world. He's a God that ain't leaving. You're gonna have friends walk away from you, young people, but I want you to know there's a friend that's sticking closer than a brother. He said, I'm not gonna leave you. When you're going through the valley of the shadow of death, I'm gonna be right there with you. You ain't walking through it alone. I'm right there with you. I'm with you on a mountain. I'm with you in a valley. He's that kind of a God. Hallelujah. But you gotta realize that we are in a struggle between death and life. And you gotta realize that death wants to destroy you. Death is after you. It's doing its very best to come after you tonight. But I want you to realize this, that death is harnessed by God. 
That sickness is harnessed by God. That demons are harnessed by God. And they cannot come near God's children unless God allows it. And if God allows it, it shows that he's got confidence in you. You remember over in the book of Job that Job that Satan swore that he would make Job curse God to his face. And I want you to notice the confidence that God had in Job. He said, I don't believe you can do it. You talk about the confidence that God has in his children. He's got confidence in you that if he sends you through the fire, if he sends you through the waters, if he sends you through the mud, that you'll not curse him. God wouldn't send you through it if he didn't believe that you would still come out on the other side lifting up the name of Jesus. Church, we've seen battle after battle after battle, but what did we do every single time we celebrated the victory? I don't care what you are facing. You can name the name of it, but you can name your battle, but let me assure you that God will have the victory. That's right. It showed the faith that God had in Job and it showed... It showed the faith that Job had in God. And to think tonight that there's somebody bigger than you and bigger than your problem and bigger than your situation that believes in you. Even when you don't believe in yourself. Even when you don't feel like you can go another mile, he believes in you. Even when your health is failing, he believes in you. Even when you feel like praising him or you don't feel like praising him, he believes in you. You see, because he's seen you before the foundation of the world. And he's not bothered by your mistakes, neither is he bothered by how you handle situations. He's seen you in victory. He said, where was you, Job? When I saw the sons of God shouting for victory, you were in God's mind. And God did not see you down here in Laodicea all destroyed and all defeated. He's seen you shouting. And if God's seen me shouting, I'm going to walk right into that vision. Lift your head up. Walk into it. You were seen shouting. You were seen dancing. Hallelujah. I'm going to walk right into it. Faith is going to stand through the trouble. Faith is going to stand through the trial. Even when the chips are down and you know that you should have said something negative, something spoke out of you positive. You know when you don't feel good, but something speaks out of you. <laughs> something on the inside is working on the outside. When the chips were down and Satan thought that he would curse, that you would curse God, something spoke out of you. Faith goes to talking. I think this is the time that we ought to let our faith talk. 
Our faith in it ain't in a man, it ain't in man's wisdom. Paul said that I came not to you with enticing words of man's wisdom, but I came unto you with the power and demonstration of the Holy Spirit that your faith would not stand in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. Our faith ain't standing at what man has said or what science has said. Our faith is standing upon the power of God. And if God said he'd do it, God will bring it to pass. If God made a big promise, he'll bring a big result. He said, I am the Lord thy God that heals all of your diseases. He said, I'd make your head and not the tail. You may be at the bottom of the barrel, but I want you to get ready. You're getting ready to float to the top. The rain is coming. Get the barrels ready. stand on how you feel our faith is resting in the power of God brother Bram said that faith finds the word its sanctuary of rest that's where faith is setting at tonight faith ain't setting over here on what you say faith is setting over here on the word Notice this, he said it moves right up on top of that eternal rock, Christ Jesus, the Word, and it lays down there. That's where faith rests at. Faith climbs all the way up. It may be a big old mountain, but faith climbs all the way up on top of the eternal rock. Woo, hallelujah. Sometimes it takes a mountain. Sometimes a troubled sea, but faith has found its resting place and it climbs up on top of it. Sometimes you're going to have to get over yourself. Sometimes you're going to have to get over your own pity party and get up and pull yourself up on top of the eternal rock. Come on, somebody. This is our sanctuary. He said, let the winds howl, let the storms shake. She's safe evermore. She rests right there on that word. That's where faith, genuine faith rests. Resting place is the word. Notice, for it knows that God will ever prove himself superior over every one of his enemies. It ain't your job to prove God right. It's God's job. I've got the victory he said I've got it for it knows that God will ever prove himself superior over every one of his enemies line them up line them up he will prove himself superior over every one of his enemies no matter how bad it looks, no matter and how, how, how the enemy has come in, how it looks like you're defeated, faith still knows. Faith is a little bit, faith's a little bit cocky. I know I caught I, probably 20% of everybody on the internet just cut off, but that's okay. But the prophet said faith still knows. Faith ain't backing up. Hallelujah. Faith has got, it's got hair on its chest and it's got great big muscles. Faith knows what it is. 
You are not building your faith upon faith. You're building your faith upon God's word. That's why faith can rest there and say, you know what? I don't care what the situations look like. It knows. Faith knows what it's looking at. Faith don't see your problem. Faith don't see your situation. Faith sees what God said. And what God said is eternal. If he said that he'd give you a brand new body, he's going to give you a brand new body. If he said he'd deliver you, faith knows that he'll deliver you. Come on, somebody. If he said he's going to give you a baby, faith knows he's going to give you a baby. Let your faith start talking. If faith knows that God said that he'd prosper you and make you who you be, faith will speak, faith will move, faith will live. Your body's going to tell you that you can't make it, but faith says you can make it. Your body's going to tell you that you ain't strong enough, but faith says you are strong enough. Faith knows. Faith is resting. Faith is taking a nap in God's word. Satan, the blood is against you. Faith knows. Faith says I can take it. Faith says I can make it. Faith says I'm not an old, no, I'm, not, I'm not a survivor. Faith says I'm an overcomer. Faith says that I am not defeated. I'm victorious. Because faith is crawled up on top of the word. And it's resting right there. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray, I pray my soul, the Lord to keep. Faith ain't worried about if there's lines outside. Faith ain't worried if there's sickness outside. Faith ain't worried if there's car trouble outside. Woo! Faith knows. Faith says that all things are possible to them that believe. These things are not just for God, church. God believed his word, but do you believe what God said? Jesus said, if you say to this mountain, he didn't say if I say to this mountain, but if you let it come across your lips, faith knows that the mountain's got to move. Hallelujah. Faith knows it. He said, there is where faith takes its resting place, for it knows that God will never, never, whoo, he will never, never let the enemy ride over top of him. He never has. Faith knows that, so regardless what the thing looked like, whatever. No one knowed that the ark would float. Daniel knew that God could close the lion's mouth. The Hebrew children knew that God could stop the fire. And Jesus knew that God would raise him up. For the scripture said in Psalm 16 that I will not leave your soul in hell. Neither will I allow corruption to set in. Jesus knew what the word had said about him. And faith knows what the word says about you. 
Faith knows what the word says about you. And the devil knows what it says about you. The devil, you can get yourself in a good old competition quoting scripture to the devil. And I guarantee you every time that he'll weep, he will beat you in a competition of saying what the scripture says. You see, he knows what the scripture says. And I like to remind him that he knows what the scripture says. I like to take him back to the back of the book that when he is cast into a pit where I'm standing at, I like to remind him that over, over in the book of Revelations that the Bible says that he was sitting on a white horse and he had his name and the title of his name was the word of God and there was a host coming with him. And I like to remind him that I am a part of that host, that I am sent here not only to destroy him in this age, but I am sent here to torment him forevermore. Faith knows what the word says. <laughs> Turn with me to Isaiah 44. Ain't God good? To give us so many blessings. Well, I was waiting on you to holler back at me. Undeserving, that's what we are. Ain't God good? To give us so many blessings. God is good. All the time. And all the time. Isaiah 44, yet now, hear, O Jacob, my servant, and Israel whom I have chosen, thus saith the Lord, that made thee and formed thee from the womb, which will help thee. Fear not, O Jacob, my servant, and, and thou, Jeshurun, whom I have chosen. For I will pour water upon him that is thirsty, and floods upon the dry ground. I will pour my spirit upon thy seed, and my blessing upon thine offspring. Brother Nathaniel, your baby ain't even here yet. But the Bible said that I will pour a blessing upon thy offspring. Your baby ain't getting here for what, another six months? But before the baby ever got here, it's already got a blessing pronounced over top of it. Woo! And to think that God seen me coming from the very beginning, I can't even imagine that the blessings that are stacked up upon you and I that's why Satan hates you is because you're blessed before the foundation of the world and Satan has been cursed from the foundation of the world. You were born to be a victor and he was born to be defeated. Hallelujah. And they shall spring up as among the grass as willows by the water courses. One shall say that I am the Lord and another shall call himself by the name of Jacob and another shall subscribe with his hand unto the Lord and shall name himself by the name of Israel. Verse six, thus saith the Lord, the King of Israel and his Redeemer, the Lord of hosts, I am the first and I am the last and besides me there is no God and who as I shall call and shall declare it and set an order for me since I appointed the ancient people and the things that are coming and shall come. I appointed these things that are coming. 
and the ancient people and the things that are coming and shall come and let them show unto them. Fear ye not, neither be afraid. Have not I told thee from that time and have I declared it? Ye are even my witnesses. Woo, hallelujah. Is there a God beside me? You're his witnesses. Is there any other God that's got a power like this God? You're his witnesses. Is there any other God that's got wisdom like our God? You're his witnesses. Is there any other God that's got the power to heal you, power to deliver you? You are his witnesses. Is there a God beside me? I say absolutely not. And then God confirms it. Yea, there is no God. And I know not any. Give the Lord some praise tonight. There ain't no God like my God. There's no God like Jehovah. 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 There ain't no God like my God. He ain't never lost a battle and he don't intend on losing one now. Come on somebody. He healed from the beginning and he'll heal now. He blessed from the beginning and he'll bless now. I am the Lord thy God and I change not. I'm Hebrews 13.8. I am the same yesterday, today and forever. The promises of God are yea and amen. You can count on them. He knows no other God but he calls all the stars by their name. He knows all of his children before they're ever formed in the womb. He saw Isaac coming before Sarah met Abraham. He saw fire shut up in Jeremiah's bones. He saw Job restored with a double portion before he was ever afflicted. He saw the well before Jonah ever needed it. He saw lions before Daniel was ever cast into the pit. And he sees every time and any time that Satan plans to afflict you. He knows what's coming and he sees it afar off and he guides trouble so that we are molded into the image that he thought of us. He sees all things. He knows all things. But this God can't see one ounce of your sin. There's none like him, none beside him, none before him, and that God lives on the inside of me. Ain't none like him. You can look over in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 5 and you can go over there and you can look that when the Philistines came in and they took the ark of God and placed it in the temple, in the temple of Dagon, that they set the ark of God up there beside their God, Dagon, which was a fish God, half fish, half female God that they sat there and they worshiped. But this God didn't have no power to begin with, but they set the most powerful God right beside it. And when the Philistines went to bed that night, when they rose up the next morning, they come back and they looked in the temple and Dagon was flat on his face worshiping the true God. But here's what I love about this is that the Philistines had to pick their God up and put him back in place. 
My God don't have to be picked up. He's the God that picks me up. He's the God that gets me when I fall. I ain't got to worry about getting God when he falls. He ain't falling. So they picked their God back up and put him back in place. They went their self and they went back to bed that night. But when they got up the next morning, not only was he laying on the ground, but his head was cut off and his hands was cut off. Showing that Dagon had no wisdom. Showing that Dagon had no power. There is no God like our God. The enemy that is fighting against you has no wisdom compared to our God. He has been stripped of his strength, of his power. He has no legal rights. Legal rights. He's nothing but a bluff. But I'm made out of that stuff that don't bluff. And that came from Calvary. Hear ye him. I'm quoting a quote if you don't know it. Oh God, what an evil thing Satan is. He binds the helpless. He comes in by force and he puts the children of God in the corners. He puts them in unpleasant situations and he makes you deal with something that you don't want to. He puts the children of God in the corners but tonight he's exposed. Tonight we realize that he's just a bluff. He has no legal rights. Christ stripped him of everything that he had at Calvary. Everything. Even fear. Even fear. Everything was paid for at Calvary. And Satan, you don't have any legal rights over God's children. How many is God's children tonight? Satan has no legal right over you. They're God's heritage. You can't hold them any longer. Come out of here. I adjure thee by Jesus Christ, God's own son. Come out, Satan, in the name of Jesus. God's son, leave this group of people. I always hated it when mom put me in a corner. I hated that. I tell you, I despise getting in a corner. I'd rather take a butt whipping than get in a corner. All you're going to see there is the spiders that are trying to hide from the pest control man. I kind of get claustrophobic when I get put in a corner like that. I can't see what's coming behind me. I definitely ain't going to take it from the devil. I knew better from my mama. I'd sit right there until she told me she told me that I could get up. And when she got up, I didn't do what I did before to get in that corner. But you know, every time Satan tries to put me in a corner, I go back and I do the same thing that I did before. I keep whipping him like I did before when he tried to put me in a corner and he tries to put me back again, but God pulled me out of the corner. Because you know, Satan is a defeated foe. He is nothing but a bluff. And I want to tell you tonight, if Satan has put you in the corner, you don't have to stay in the corner. You ain't got to put up with that lying, cheating devil. Tell the devil, I know who I am. I know what I believe. The God that's backing me up is, boy, is the one that built you. And you're nothing but a toe in his hands. I know who I am and I know in whom I have believed. The Bible said that there's coming a time that we're going to look on him, O Lucifer, and the world is going to say, is this the man? Is this the man that created so much evil in the world? 
And they're going to look at a man that's completely stripped of power. He ain't got no muscles. He ain't got no wisdom. He ain't got no power. And everybody's going to look at him and say, is this the man that caused me so much corruption and so much trouble in my life? Go ahead and look at him that way. He's completely stripped right now. I hope you don't mind. I'm probably, I'm probably going to close with this. Part 14, part 15, part 17 is coming. But I did a little study yesterday morning while I had a little bit of free time. And I went through the message of what Brother Branham titled Satan, that Satan is. You can do it yourself. It's over 185 quotes, and I read every single one of them. I told you I was going to fight like never before. So if you don't mind, I don't think you will, but I'd like to read you some of these titles that Satan is. Well, the man said that Satan is against you, but God is for me. Satan is a tormentor. Satan is a shadow. Satan is a stirrer of unbelief. Satan is defeated. Satan is conquered. Satan grips. Satan is a robber. Satan is rebuked. Satan is trying to do something evil. Satan is exposed. Satan is a deceiver. Satan is limited. Satan, his power is death when God will let him do it. Satan is a counterfeit. Satan is a perverter. Satan is a tempter. Satan is unbelief. Satan's on a rampage. Satan is a binder. Satan is not a creator. Satan is a loser. Satan is not a healer. Satan is like a roaring lion. Satan is a devourer. I'm just halfway through. Satan is the author of glamour. Satan is religious. Satan is a real enemy. Satan is a confuser. Satan controls nations. Satan is cunning. Satan is a spirit. Satan is an enticer. Satan is a trap setter. Satan is a blocker. Satan is sly. Satan is slick. He's a squatter. He's a destroyer. His kingdom is sickness. He is the author of wisdom. Satan is beauty. Satan is appealing. Satan, Satan fights against what is right. I hope you hear me. Satan is not eternal. Satan is a killer. Satan is cast out. Satan is smart. Satan is shrewd. Satan is a buffeter. Satan is laying for opportunity. Satan is subtle. Satan is the prosecuting enemy. Eternity. Satan is the God of this world. Satan is the liar. And Satan is the father of lies. And this, this is second to the last. What Brother Branham titles Satan is. You can find it in a church age book. And I absolutely love it. Satan is afraid. Satan is afraid of who? You. Satan is afraid. Put it on your refrigerator. Put it on your doorpost. Put it on your bedpost. Satan is afraid because he knows that he is exposed and he knows he is defeated. But let me read you some titles of Almighty God. 
God is almighty. God is my avenger. God is my bridegroom. God is my buckler. He, he is the builder of all things. He is the commander of the army. He is the creator. He is a consuming fire. He sounds a whole lot different than the devil does. Satan is my deliverer. I'm sorry. God is my deliverer. And Satan is not able to hold us. God is everlasting. God is faithful. God is my father. Hallelujah. God is my fortress. He is the God of all comfort. The God of all grace. The God of heaven. The God of hope. The God of Israel. The God of love and peace. He is my king. He's my healer. He's my help. He's my hiding place. He's my high tower. He is holy. He is my husband. He is my keeper. He is the king of glory. The Lord of lords. King of kings. He is the maker of heaven and earth. He is a man of war. He's a mighty warrior. He's my king. My maker, my song, my strength, my portion, my protector, my defender, my rock, my savior, my shelter, my shepherd. He's the sustainer of my soul. He is the sustainer of my soul. When the chips are down, he's my sustainer. Hallelujah. He is the first. He is the last. He is Alpha. He's Omega. He's the true God. He's the upright God. He is the God who is, who was, and who is to come. Hallelujah. He is my great reward. He is the most high. He is wonderful. He is my counselor. And his name is Jesus. He fulfills all time and space and every scripture. That's the God. That's the God that's fighting my battles. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by him. He's my high tower. Our enemy is dead. Our tormentor is dead. And I want to remind you what the prophet told you in the first seal. That he is riding on a white horse going out to conquer. And he's got a bow in his hands, but he ain't got one arrow. He ain't got one power. You have got the shield of faith. You don't have to be afraid what the devil's going to shoot at you with arrows. They're arrows of lies. Hallelujah. But God's love is the arrow of deliverance. Satan's going to try to rob you, but God's going to protect you. Satan's going to try to kill you, but God is your keeper. Sister Crystal, I think it's time. I think it's time for the Andrew shuffle. Satan is against me. But God is for me. The devil hates me, but God loves me. God wants to keep me, and Satan wants to kill me. But I know whose side I'm on. 
The Lord is for me. What do I have to fear? If God be for us, church, who can be against us? David said that I will live and not die. I will live and not die. Death, you can't take me. God knows what he's doing. And God is never defeated. God always is seen in triumph. On this side of the notepad, it tells me, it tells me that Satan is against me. On this side of the paper, it tells me that there's a whole line of a mess in my family history and even in mine. Even in my own life, it tells me that there's all kinds of DNA markers that are against me, but on this side. On this side, I've got a God that told me that I'm as white as snow. That he turned over not a new page, but he gave me a place that my name is written and it's indelibly written by the blood of the lamb. It can't be struck off. It can't be marked off. Satan is against me, but God is for me. He gave me a place in his kingdom. Hallelujah. That's the reason we can be positive full gospel lighthouse. We got God on our side. You were there, Dad. You were there when my wife had a problem in her womb and couldn't bring forth a child. You were behind the curtain. You were behind the curtain. And nobody else knew it was me and Brother Michael Dexter. We were back there. And all of a sudden, there came a voice from another realm. and said, go get Katie and take her through the prayer line. There's something wrong with her womb. And God fixed the problem. God fixed the problem. That's what he's intending to do is fix the problem. That God is with us tonight. You were there. You were there when, 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 he, when Papa Spencer had that accident and his fingers were completely cut off and the doctor says we're going to make nubs out of them. And Brother Ron said, no, we are believers. You sew them back on. The doctor said, no. He said, I can't because they'll just be in his way. He said, you sew them back on or he's going to be a madman when he wakes up. He said, well, they're just going to be in his way. He said, you sew them back on. We'll pray and God will do the rest. And that's exactly what God did. He did the rest. God must like you, Brother Ron, because you've been around for some special miracles. I'd say if we can look into a realm, there's a baby that had club feet that could walk all the way up and down here as a testimony to the devil that God was on her side. There's prostitutes that can line up here and say, you know what? There's a God that is. There's a God that changes. My Papa Spencer years ago was told by the doctors that he had he had tumors in his lungs he had a stomach aneurysm and he had colon cancer they told him to get all of his affairs in orders and everything else he went to church you were there he went to church and he had a band of men pray for him 
And when he went back into the doctors and the doctors were looking for those tumors in his lung, they were looking for that stomach aneurysm. They were looking for that colon cancer. And the doctor said, where did they go? I know where they went. You know where they went. You know who did it. You know who promised it. What are we going to do, Full Gospel Lighthouse? We're going to believe and we're going to see miracles. Jeff and Anna, get ready. Get the baby crib ready. Shannon, get ready. Brother Denny, get ready. We got huge obstacles ahead of us, but we will see miracles. Let the musicians come. Why? Because God is with us. Hallelujah. I hope you enjoyed the first two pages of my notes. Oh, hallelujah. What do we got to be afraid about tonight? What do we got to be afraid about tonight? God is in our camp. Pillar of fire's here. Pillar of fire's moving. Pillar of fire's changing lives. Pillar of fire is restoring. And the Bible said that as a man believeth in his heart, so is he. But you're not just believing from an ordinary heart. You're believing from a heart that has been turned. That's been turned back to the faith of the Pentecostal fathers. You are believing from a body. You are believing from a heart that has been turned back to what Paul preached. And if Paul preached that God was with us, this heart believes that God is with us. So as I believe in my heart, so am I. I believe I'm a winner. And I believe I'm not a loser. I believe I'm going to make it. I believe I can take it. I believe I will see miracles. Hallelujah. Matthew starts singing. So I'll stop preaching. Give him praise in the house. This joy that I have, oh, the world didn't give to me. Oh, this joy that I have.
this love that I had Oh, the world didn't give it to me No, the world didn't give it The world can't take it away This health that I had No, this health that I had Oh, the world didn't give it to me Oh, this health that I had spot. Whenever there's a victory, mark that spot. It's you and God. Mark the spot. Amen. In the Old Testament, they would build memorials because God met them there. Mark the spot. Mark the spot. Any good to us tonight? But you love him with all your hearts. Amen. Brother Matthew, won't you sing it one more time as we dismiss this evening? God bless you. Good to be in the house of the Lord, ain't it? See you tomorrow evening. God bless you. Love you. Oh, this joy that I had. Oh, the world didn't give it to me. Oh, this joy that I had.